Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Thankfully, I've got another e-bike company on the podcast today. It's always interesting to interview other owners, CEOs, co-founders, designers, whatever it might be to see where did they start learning about e-bikes? What interested them? And when they start a company, you know, what are they doing different than everybody else? So today I've got David, the co-founder and CEO of Swift, and let's see what he's got to say. Thank you very much, David, for being on the podcast today. Uh, thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here. We're really excited to, to jump in with you. It's a great time to be in the e-bike business, that's for sure. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting business. So I got to say, just let you know and listeners know that I have the Zip model, which I guess I would call it kind of like a scrambler style. What, what do you guys refer to it as? Yeah, we've heard it called, called that a fat tire. Just an all around, you know, on and off road, just just a fun fun bike. But yeah, we've heard scrambler, we've heard fat tire. You know, I think you you'd find a number of bikes in this space. We really think this category is just going to continue to rip forward. I mean, it's been super popular, and uh, we don't see that slowing down, Kyle. <laughs> no, I, I think you're you're right about that. Now, this particular style of bike with the longer saddle and the kind of BMX bars and the triple tree fork. Not something that I carry at Bolton e-bikes, at least not yet. There's always room for that to happen. But I, I just want to let people know that the bike is here because you guys were kind enough to send one for a review. And if I recall correctly, I think we're going to run a giveaway uh, as well. So you guys will definitely want to check out our other YouTube things and everything after this episode. So that way you've got a chance to win one of these. But I've got the bike here. I haven't ridden it outside yet. I've just hopped on it in the back of the shop real quick, kind of giving it a real simple once over. Uh, and hopefully, who knows, maybe later today or by definitely by next week, I'm going to be riding this thing around. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. That is what we hear from people. It's a super fun bike. I mean, I've got, I've got three kids, my own teenagers. I've got an 18-year-old son, and uh, he is on that thing all the time. It's uh you know, we're going to go into the different models, I know, Kyle, but, you know, that's definitely his favorite. Awesome. Well, before we do that, I want to backtrack a little bit because I always got to find out where did people first get into electric bikes? So I'm curious, what was that for you? What's the story? Well, you know, I'll kind of give you a little bit of my background, Kyle. I'm a, you know, kind of like you, a serial entrepreneur. I've had a number of different businesses and you know, I had the fortunate opportunity to join a big corporate um, in the automotive space in 2013. So I joined Cox Automotive. Um, they're better known for your audience as, as the company that owns Auto Trader, Kelly Blue Book, um, and some of the biggest brands in the automotive space. And my job there, Kyle, was to help them find new emerging categories. So, you know, I had the unique experience of getting into things like car sharing and kind of like the Airbnb of cars. We did an investment in that. We did a, a program called Flex Drive, which sort of like Netflix for cars. And, and then we got into to working with the companies like Bird and, and all the micro mobility companies. So I had, you know, a lot of years of experience spending time around, you know, what in the industry is called micro mobility. So just this whole emerging space 
you know, Bird was really one of the fastest companies to reach a billion dollar, you know, valuation. And then you saw Lime and you saw a bunch of other players and Lyft is in that space with shareable bikes and stuff. And I just really love the space, Kyle. Like I just felt like you see the emergence of something and, you know, I had this opportunity when the internet started and, you know, when mobile, you know, the mobile phone, and then I got into mobility and I really think we're in the early innings still. I think we're in a massive shift. I mean, I, a massive shift. So, so that's my backstory. And then, you know, a lot of stars align. My partner that I launched this business with, they're really industry experts in electric rideables. They actually, you know, one of their claim to fame that at the previous company, they really kind of brought hoverboard and two wheel rideables and then, you know, all kinds of other rideables to the U.S. market, probably, you know, going back, you know, eight, 10 years ago. And so, we really have the dream team from both an industry perspective and, and then obviously the product supply chain. And then, then really, I think we've got a pretty innovative way to bring this all to market. So really excited to dive in. But yeah, that's my background entrepreneur. And, and then as a side note, I'm a big you know triathlete and uh, I'm just a huge biker myself. So I'm on two wheels a lot. <laughs> so And I don't really care if it is electric or not. I love them all. I love to get out there and just cycle. And you know, this, as you know, opens up, it's just a whole, whole fun world. Yeah, it really is. Uh, that's a pretty diverse <laughs> range of products and interests there, which I feel like most of our customers are just getting into e-bikes. And occasionally I have some e-bike customers that are into one of those other things, whether it's a, an electric skateboard or something else. It's, it's pretty rare, I would say, for our customers. But those are all things that I've been paying attention to for years, whether it's electric cars, electric motorcycles, whatever it is, I've been watching the entire industry, I guess you could say, of micromobility uh, and just seeing, you know, what is it doing? And, and e-bikes have, for me, been the place where obviously I've spent the most time and effort and it's, and it's been a lot of fun. What made you decide to focus on e-bikes instead of electric skateboards or something else at this point in time? The real answer to that is to talk a little bit about our brand. So really, we consider ourselves a movement company. Um, we really are a mobility company. And, you know, we're all about helping people ride the feeling. You know, that's our brand is really experience being, you know, moving from one place to another, the hustle, the movement and making mobility kind of accessible for the masses. But, you know, I call it personal electric mobility. So not shared, but personal. And, you know, we're just really excited about the space. So to answer your, your question specifically, you know, we think this sort of sub $5,000, you know, maybe electric rideable space. And we obviously see just the crazy growth in Tesla and Rivian and, and all these new, exciting, you know, lucid motors in the EV space. You know, it's still fairly wide open to build a very consumer centric brand around personal electric mobility. And so we thought a natural place to start was electric bikes. You know, the growth in that has been really phenomenal. Obviously, the, the COVID pandemic, you know, everybody wanted their own space and they wanted their own vehicle. And so, yeah, we thought that was a natural place. But, you know, we can talk some on the show. We've got um, in development a three-wheel vehicle. We've got in development a whole extension of our line for next year. We even offer a moped and a scooter. So. You know, we're, you know, not touching the skateboard. So, you know, there's definitely certain categories. <laughs> we just, you know, again, not to say that that's not a form of mobility, but 
we probably also pride ourselves on staying around safety and safety is a core tenant of our company from, you know, the way the product's built and, you know, and, and we're going to be moving into next year, a lot of smart sensors and other things. I only laugh because, uh, a couple of years ago when electric skateboards, it seemed like were really taken off at first, I didn't grow up skateboarding. And probably a big reason for that is I live in a rural area. We had a long gravel driveway. Like there's nowhere to ride a skateboard where I grew up. But I started looking into skateboards a couple of years back because some of my e-bike suppliers could get them for me. And I started going on Amazon and reading reviews and things. This goes back to your safety comment. And it seemed like one out of every five reviews was like, man, this thing is awesome. It's so much fun until I broke my arm. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to stick to e-bikes. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go the skateboard route. We're going to stick to the bicycles for right now. And we're not going to jump into that. So that's why I had to laugh. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that car sharing company I mentioned to you, the, the CEO of that company rode the skateboard all over San Francisco. And yeah, on one of our trips out, he had a broken hand, so or a ligament or something. I mean, it's yeah. But anyway, I I feel the same way. So you know, that's that's the background of Swift. I mean, we really are a movement company. We're all about mobility, and we just love we love the e-bike category. I mean, what it opens up for people, and then there's so many use cases on why people are getting e-bikes. As you know, you know, we can run run through our perspective on that. But yeah, the category is super exciting, and and we're early days. I mean, it, you know, it's really a huge shift in the market for sure. Yeah, I agree that we're still in the early days because I think the average person still probably hasn't ridden an e-bike, which seems crazy by now because it's all I do. It seems like, well, hasn't everybody at least tried one? But the answer is no. In fact, I've had business meetings as recent as just last few months where I've literally had somebody say, wait, you sell electric bikes? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's an electric bike? Like they don't even have a clue what it is. I'm like, how do you not know? I thought everybody just knew. But that just goes to show how early it really is where most people, the average person just doesn't fully understand e-bikes and what they're good for. But as soon as they ride one, they sell themselves. They're hooked on it on the very first ride. So yeah, totally agree, I guess, on all of that very early stages. Now, jumping back a little bit more again, you mentioned uh, kind of the affordability aspect of it and kind of entry level uh, and definitely looks like that's where you're targeting because uh, all of your bikes are very reasonably priced. I'm guessing some of these prices I'm looking at online right now might be like Christmas specials or something. <laughs> so I won't mention those. But yeah, it looks like $9.99 up to $13.99 uh, starting around that price range. So very affordable price point at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of our strategy is we, we really believe that Again, we could have launched this company five or six years ago and the technology was there, Kyle, but, you know, the price point was a lot higher and we've got the advantage that battery prices have come down, component prices have come down, and, you know, you really can build a very high quality e-bike and, you know, I I really think it it addresses probably 70, 80% of the market. I mean, of course, if you want to spend $5,000 on an e-bike, you can, and the Swift product is not the one you'll buy. But, you know, if you're looking for something to enjoy with your family, you're looking for a cruiser, you're looking for something that, you know, is more of a kind of commuter bike. If you're in the city, we've got an amazing bike for that. And you don't really need to break the bank. I mean, you can get a high quality product. I mean, we've been super fortunate to get a, a, 
you know, a ton of reviews by third parties and, you know, really appreciate you looking at the zip that have given us, you know, amazing reviews. And yeah, we, we consider it affordable luxury. You know, we think everybody can, you know, is going to be looking at this option. It's a bit, it's been really well received. We just launched in the market, as you may know, uh, the beginning of September. So we're a pretty new company to the market, but we also are growing uh, very quickly given our national partnership with Best Buy, which was our launch partner. And, and now we're in the process post the holidays of, of bringing in a lot, a lot of additional partners. So as of right now in December, and that's when we're recording this episode, that's probably when this podcast episode is going to come out. So right now, if somebody wants to buy one, can they just walk into a Best Buy somewhere and they might actually have one on the shelf or do they have to order it? How does that work? So currently you can buy the bike online or you can walk into probably uh, a few hundred Best Buy locations in the bigger markets. The bike is in the box though. So right now, currently you can definitely pick up. So if you know if you do hear this before the holidays this year, you could walk in on December 24th and, and grab an amazing you know e-bike in, in the brown box and, and wrap it up, put it under the tree. The plan for next year though is to bring to actually be physically in Best Buy stores and you could you know ride it, you could test it, you could see it in person. And then obviously we're going to be, you know, looking at other ways that you can experience the bike, whether it's, you know, tours of cities or, or lots of other cool, exciting programs that we're going to be launching. Got it. So that's really interesting because I could be wrong. I know I've seen one little folding bike people mention online sold in like Costco's, but I don't recall seeing any e-bikes in Best Buy. Is this the first one? Have they done this before with other e-bike companies that you know of? Well, you know, I think it's a sign of the time that, that you know, Best Buy actually launched a whole new department. They've, they've done really well in health and wellness. Um, and they're, they're one of their emerging categories, which was announced in September of this year, is what they're calling electric transportation. So we're one of, we're one of their launch partners, one of their larger partners. And, you know, I think it's a sign of the time. I mean, you know, Best Buy, which is known for, you know, great service and their geek squad and, you know, obviously electronics. It makes a lot of sense for them to be be a retailer of electric transportation, and so yeah, it's it's super exciting, and we're uh, we're part of the rollout with them, and then then like I said, we're you know we're building the Swift brand and and really opening up for you know what we think is millions of people that are going to be introduced to electric bikes and and introduced to the Swift brand. I mean, I know I've seen, and I feel like this shift has already been happening for years now, but it used to be. A few years ago, you go into a traditional retail bicycle shop and they would have no electric bikes and they would have zero interest in selling electric bikes. Now that's changed a lot. Now we do have, I would say the average bike shop probably has some sort of electric bike. They may not have a huge offering. They may not have a lot of options, but there's some. And then there's a few places like me out there where I was like, no, we're just going to only do electric bikes because that's the hot market and that's what's going to be a lot of fun right now. That was part of it, honestly. That's what I was having fun with. But yeah, this is a really interesting uh, change with uh, the fact that you could go into a Best Buy and buy an electric bike. That's probably not something that I would have guessed was going to happen five years ago. The concept sounds really weird to go to a Best Buy and buy a bicycle, but today, the way you say it, it makes perfect sense. Like I understand it. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think that, geez, the bike store down the street from my house here in, in Atlanta, Georgia, um, where I'm at today, 
they might have 30 or 40% of their inventory is electric bikes. But, you know, the unique thing about Best Buy isn't, you know, a lot of people don't know it, but they have over 20,000 Geek Squad team members and they can come to your house and, you know, unbox it for $99 and assemble it. Although the assembly with our bikes is super simple, as you know. They're an interesting partner. And I, I think this e-bike category, if you were asking me, you know, how many people own an e-bike, I think it's small in comparison where it's going. I mean, I think we could see the average home have, you know, if you think about the average home being a two-car family, I think the average household has 1.9 cars, so slightly less than two cars per American household. I think we could see that car number drop to 1.5 or, you know, below and the number of electric transportation devices really go up. And you know, we're going to touch on your, your feeling on, you know, that Congress is, you know, perhaps going to make a subsidy for e-bikes with the Build Back Better program. And I just think electric transportation, I think people think of car, but I think that that whole mindset shifting. I mean, you don't need, you don't, and particularly with the new models that are coming out that are just so reliable. Yeah, no, no arguments <laughs> for me on any of those points. I was kind of the early adopter and one of those people that sold a car at one point to just ride a bicycle to work, which eventually turned into an e-bike, which then turned into an e-bike business, of course. But I I think that we're just going to see that more and more. Yeah, I mean, if you have a couple of e-bikes and a car for a lot of people, that could very easily replace having two cars for some people or three cars or whatever the, the number is. I've already seen people do that. Or maybe they still keep their cars, but what they do is they drive them a whole lot less. Um, <laughs> they're putting a lot less gas on it. I know I've seen people post on Facebook groups and various forums and things. They're like, oh, since I got an e-bike, like I only drive my car once a month or once a week or whatever it is. It's far less often than it was before. And they didn't buy it for that reason usually. They just bought it to go have fun with it, but it turns into that very easily. Now, since you mentioned the three different models, I think we should dive into those a little bit. So the, the Zip, we kind of already touched on that a little bit. I'm going to have a review on my YouTube channel about that here shortly, uh, so people can check out more on that one. But that is the fun bike out of the three that you have on your website. That's what I'm going to call it, because it's less of a commuter, it's less practical, it's more fun. <laughs> the, the fat tires, you know, the big long saddle, it's to me, it's kind of like the Super 73 style look and feel, but at a, uh, a lower price point, basically, more, more entry-level, more affordable price point. So I'll have more information coming out on that. The other two I haven't seen in person. We've got the, the Fleet and the Volt. What would you say the, the target is for those two bikes? Well, the Fleet just is an amazing bike. It, it, you know, it really is, we call it a cruiser, mostly the way you sit on the handlebar. So you kind of sit more upright if you've ever ridden a beach cruiser or a beach bike. Um, you know, if you've ever ridden around a beach community, but it's perfect for a neighborhood bike. It's perfect for transportation. It's very comfortable. I mean, it's got a very big cushy seat. Um, it's a beautiful design bike. The 20 miles an hour, nice range, close to 40 miles on range. It's got that particular bike has a swappable battery. So that's very nice, similar to the zip. So that battery just clips right off and you could carry that anywhere you want. You know, the fleet really, it's super popular. You know, but more of a kind of a cruiser. I would probably say that's a nice family bike, great for weekends, great for transportation. Obviously, so many use cases. Pretty light too, Kyle. You can lift that right up and put it on a bike rack and three modes of pedal assist and single gear. But that's that's really a super nice bike. And, and again, I know we talked about it, but 
for nine ninety nine, which is what that's retailing now, might go up a little bit next year. It's a whole heck of a lot of bike for the money. I've got that in my garage for sure. And um, we've seen that be pretty close. I mean, our, our three bikes are, are trending pretty close in terms of demand. I'd, I'd say that the fleet out of the gate has been super popular. And then, you know, either you know, unisex for sure, that male, female, younger audience as well. So, yeah, that's the fleet. Any any thoughts on that? You know, just that category? Yeah, you know, it reminds me a lot, and I'm going to mention this just for our listeners so they can visualize the bike. They've probably seen several reviews I've done from the Electric Bike Company down in Southern California. Big swept back cruiser bars, fairly comfortable saddle, beach cruiser kind of feel. Basically, that's the the style of bike that this is. The difference between a company like the Electric Bike Company is they're focusing on assembling here, custom paint jobs, custom grips. You can customize everything, but that raises the price up quite substantially when you start doing that. So their their bikes are much more expensive than this. But if you're looking for that style, that very upright, comfy bike, that's what that is. They seem like those have been fairly popular. I can definitely envision in my mind what this bike would ride like just by looking at the picture because I've reviewed several of those. Although I have to admit it's not my personal favorite. That's because I grew up mountain biking and that's not what that bike is for. (laughs) And that's totally okay. Uh, I know the average people buying bikes for me are at the moment 60, 65 and up. And this is this type of comfort level that they're typically looking for. Yeah, you know, it's funny you you say that because I think that traditionally has been the growth area, baby boomers and and sort of, you know, that kind of 45 to 65 or 50. But we, we really believe and we're seeing this with the growth and, and certainly the brand that we're building, that the younger audience, I mean, it's freedom. I mean, you know, you've got a 15-year-old, you've got a 22-year-old, uh, maybe you don't have a car yet, maybe you're living in a city, maybe you're not living in a city. It's just more and more, I think, if you look at trends where people are living, they live in these kind of small communities. You know, so we, we are definitely seeing the growth in that younger market as well. Yeah, if I was a teenager today and... Uh had a job five miles away or was looking at getting a job, it's like, well, how do you get there? Buying a car doesn't make sense because you're probably not making enough money as a teenager to do that. Riding a bicycle obviously is a valid option, but can be a little more difficult or time consuming. But an e-bike is that sweet spot where, yeah, you spend a tiny bit more than a bicycle sometimes. Uh, with these, that may not even be the case sometimes. But yeah, it can it can get you around wherever you need to go. So I think we're going to see more of that age range change. Uh, and, and I'm sure probably some of that is uh, probably the price ranges too, I would imagine. That makes a big difference. I'm guessing the Volt, which is the, the third model I'm looking at here, I'm going to guess that one probably caters a little bit to a younger market as well, because that one's more of your traditional commuter road bike, which actually now I realize I didn't catch that before. It looks like it's got actually has like skinnier, like 700 C road tires on it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, it does 700 C. Um, and that, you know, the Volt is definitely, you nailed it. It's really a road bike. It's a great commuter vehicle. It's got a very smooth ride. It's also a very good looking bike. If you're, you know, the audience is listening, it, it's got the battery inside the, the tube. It doesn't look like an e-bike. Yeah, it doesn't look like an e-bike, which isn't, you know, not that looking like an e-bike is a bad thing. But just from an aesthetic standpoint, the Volt is a beautiful bike from a design. If you think of your typical kind of first-time bike, really clean line, it's a beautiful bike. It's not very heavy. 
and it just does the job. You know, it's a great, it's a single speed um, with a cadence sensor and three mode pedal assist. It's got a throttle. That's the other thing, you know, if you, you know, for your audience looking at bikes, we have the pedal assist and we have the throttle. And we thought that was really important. I mean, we have a small feature. This is on all the bikes, Kyle. It's called cruise control, which, you know, again, I don't know if it's on every bike, but if you're going along at 18 miles an hour, you can hold a button down and it just locks it in cruise control. It's pretty cool. Um, again, for people who haven't used an e-bike, it's just, it's amazing. Um, and you can just cruise along. So yeah, that's more kind of the road bike and for people five, six, five, seven and above, um, in terms of height range, you know, for next year, we're going to be having some different size bikes, but that's when that one caters to. And I'm looking at the best buy listing here and it says, uh, the weight is 44.1 pounds. For an electric bike, that's very light. Most, I would say, averages are definitely in the 60-some pounds, at least bikes that I've got. Very few get into the 50s, even fewer, very much so industry-wide, get into the 40-some pound range. And obviously, some of that is because of the style, the road bike, and you can naturally just save some weight by doing that. Okay, so I'm looking at 36-volt, 10-amp-hour battery, single speed, so very simplistic. Not a lot to go wrong, (laughs) which is good. Yeah, just very simple, good entry-level bikes. 350-watt hub motor on uh, on that particular one. So yeah, interesting, very diverse range of bikes to start with. So you mentioned more coming. I guess what's in the future? What's coming next? What can people look forward to? And I know that we talked about it before we got on here, but where else are they going to be able to buy these? Because I know it's Best Buy now, but I guess what bikes are coming and where are people going to be able to buy them moving forward? Well, potentially Bolton. I know. I know that you and I have <laughs> discussions about that. So, so potentially Bolton. We, you know, I'll, I'll answer your first question first. So, you know, next year, and I know you'll be excited about this, Kyle. We are going to be launching our first mountain bike. So, hopefully, we'll get you as a customer there. And um, we'll be launching a cargo bike. We have probably two step through bikes that definitely will cater to a much larger audience in terms of size of rider. And then we also, you know, have a really fun bike that we're going to be coming out with, which is sort of a BMX style bike that probably will cater to a younger audience, but is super, super cool and super fun. So we'll probably be introducing in addition to the three. And then we didn't talk. We do have a moped called the Max. You know, like I said, we are beyond just e-bikes. We're really an electric transportation company, electric mobility. But yeah, we have about four new styles coming out. And then where you'll be able to find, the, you know, Swift first, you know, definitely at rideswift.com and that's swft.com. You could find us directly. And then, you know, we are talking to independent bike stores and then, you know, like I said, folks like yourself and then, you know, obviously Best Buy will, you know, making it even easier for you to see and touch the vehicles next year. Got it. Cool. That's all very exciting. I have to say it's pretty impressive for a company that just started basically two months ago, (laughs) three months ago. A lot of things happening. It looks like you guys really put a lot of effort in uh, to get this up and running very quickly. Yeah, well, you know, I'll just make a quick plug. We have an amazing team. You know, we manufacture this ourselves. We've got a great manufacturing partner, and we, yeah, we have a great team. You know, our our kind of studio is based in Soho, New York, and we've got a you know our R and D center is in Edison, New Jersey, and then we've got a partner out in right side, right outside of L.A. So we really have kind of coast to coast coverage and. Excited about the category. We're excited to have more people experience the feeling 
And, you know, if you've never ridden an electric bike, it's just amazing. I know probably your audience is more keen to what's going on, but I, I think that this growth is only going to continue. You're, you're making me want to get out of my bike right now. I'm talking about it <laughs> that's a good thing. That's, uh, that's okay. Yeah. I've got your website still pulled up. I keep looking back at the zip bike. I'm like, I know I got this in the back of the shop. I need to go uh, take it for a spin after this. Like I said, it's, it, the review is coming anyway. So it's for, uh, it's all work related. Great. No, we're excited that you have your hands on it. I know you're going to be giving one away. And um, it's just, like you said, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's super fun once people kind of experience it themselves. And, and hopefully we've made a, uh, you know, a category that now can make it accessible for, for really lots of people who are just, just looking at the category or, or already in the category. And, you know, they've got one bike and, and now they want to have a different, you know, like you said, maybe maybe they want the zip as, as more of a fun bike just to, just to zip around. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time today. I wouldn't be surprised if we talk at some point again in the future, because like I said, since you guys really just first got started, I'm sure it'll be interesting to, to follow up in, in several months at this point, uh, or when some of those new models you mentioned come out. But yeah, Swift, so SWFT without an I in there. <laughs> but you do pronounce it Swift, otherwise as if it did, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Similar to Lyft, but Swift. Yeah, yeah, ride swift and no, and thank you for leading leading the category, Kyle. It's great to be on the show with you, and it, you know you're definitely one of the the few people that saw this early on, and you know it's great, great everything you're doing. So really appreciate you having us on today. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, and yeah, everybody uh, listening, just uh, check them out. Swift e-bikes. I think uh, based on what we've heard so far, there uh, we're probably going to hear more about them as time goes on. Uh, and make sure, if you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter for these podcast episodes. You can do that very easily just by going to ebikepodcast.com. And also don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can see the review on the Zip model. And uh, there'll be links when that review is launched for the giveaway that's open to anyone in the continental U.S., no purchase or anything required. You can sign up. You can share it to get more entries. Basically, uh, no risk way to win a free electric bike. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to all of you on another Tuesday. Tuesday.